All right. Feeling love now? Feel the love. Let me read to you from 1 John chapter 4. Because, you know, 1 John's all about love, right? You know, this is, this is really cool, you know, if you think about this. This is the disciple who was probably closest to Jesus out of everybody. You know, no one was probably as close to Jesus as what John was. And when he wrote 1 John and 2 John and 3 John, the, the three books are essentially about love. Do you think about it? John could have written about anything. He could have, you know, anything in his relationship with God, anything about Jesus. He could have written anything. And the thing that he's inspired to write is love. So love is really, really, really important. I know we can get caught up in the things that this world throws at us and the pressures of life and the stuff goes around. But what's, what we really gain from, from John, the key is that it's all about love. And Jesus said that all the law, all the words of the prophets, everything in God's word is summed up in two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind and love your neighbour as yourself. That love is the greatest thing. You see it all the way through. That it goes through, all these things will pass away but love will never pass away. So think about it. Regardless of what you do, the thing that's going to last forever is your love. Your love is the thing that's going to last forever. Everything else will pass away. Miracles, they're going to pass away. Healings, they're going to pass away. Signs and wonders, prophetic words. The things that we work hard for, all these things are actually going to pass away. The only thing that's going to last for all eternity is love. And one day we get to stand before Jesus and you know, at the throne, and, and he's, he's not going to ask, were you a good person? Did you do this, you do that? I get a feeling he's going to ask us, did you love? Because love truly is actually the greatest thing in your life. And walking in love, even when you don't feel that love, even when you've been wrong, even when it's been done against you, you know, let me preach for a second. I want us to come, Paul writes and he says, we come to communion in an unworthy manner. And sometimes we think, that's think, oh, I've got this sin in my life, I've got that sin in my life, and so on. You haven't got sin in your life. If you've asked Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, you have no sin in your life because you are the righteousness of God. And we keep coming and thinking, oh, I've got sin, oh, I've got this. No. When Paul talks about taking communion in an unworthy manner, he's not talking about sin in your life. He's talking about love. That have you walked in love? And he writes that it's by your words that you are saved. And you know it's by your words that you are judged? By your words you're condemned. By your words you're saved. And that we actually are required to judge ourselves. If you don't want God to judge you, then you have to judge yourself. Do you know that? There's a whole sermon in there. But trust me in this for right now. God doesn't judge you if you judge yourself. How do you judge yourself? You come before him in repentance. You ask his forgiveness. You receive his righteousness. And then you walk in love. 
And if anybody has wronged you, then you walk in love. And coming and taking communion in a worthy manner is to walk in love. And the key about that is actually not what sin have you done, but have you forgiven those who have sinned against you? Because you receive forgiveness on the basis of the forgiveness you give. And to take communion in an unworthy manner is to have something against somebody and not to have dealt with that. It's not about what you've done. It's how have you dealt with what's been done to you. So take a minute and make sure that your heart is right. Because I tell you what, I can guarantee someone's done wrong with you this week. They've done something that's unjust, unjust, what's the word, whatever the word is, and injustice and unjust, yeah. Getting them mixed up. Splitting my infinitives. Just preach. I'm pretty well done. Maybe. 1 John 4 verse 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. If you're sitting there going, I don't know God. I know he's, he's my Lord and Savior. I know he's in my life. But I want to know him better than walk in love. Because God is love. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. How do you walk in love towards God? You walk in love towards other people. You extend forgiveness where forgiveness shouldn't be given. And it's not just forgiveness, it's extending blessing where blessing isn't deserved. You know, I mean, I can sit here and come into my mind uh, injustices I've seen just in the last 24 hours. Things where, you know, people have done the wrong thing by certain people and by people in my world and you go, no, no, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be. And, and you want to make things right. You know, I've got, I've got what they call a, a type D personality, all right? And my type D personality says, if it's wrong, I'm going to make it right, Right? That's how I'm wired. It's an injustice. Whether it matters or not, we need to make it right. And I, like you, have to learn to love. I don't have to fix all the injustices of the world. But I have to walk in love. And I have to forgive. And I have to extend blessing to those I forgive. And want good things for them. It's easy to condemn. Anyone can do that. It's easy to love where you've been loved. But it's not easy to love where you haven't been loved. It's not easy to forgive where you've been wronged or someone in your world has been wronged. But in this love, the love of God was manifested towards us that God sent his only begotten son into the world that, he might, that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So you've got to remember one really important thing. That God loved you 
when you were doing wrong by him. When you were rejecting him, when you were choosing other things over him. And I'm not just talking about when you're unsaved, I'm talking about this morning or yesterday. When you chose something over him, when you chose your personal pleasure over him, when you chose to do something else rather than spending time and loving on him, when you made a choice to go the wrong way, God still loved you, God still forgives you, God still blesses you. And all we need to do is repent. Because his forgiveness has already been given. Before the foundation of the world, it says the lamb was slain. Before the world was even made, you were forgiven of what you're going to do tomorrow. So the greatest thing you can do in your walk with God is to love God and love those around you, to love your neighbor. And we're reminded that they said to Jesus, well, who's our neighbor? It's not the person who lives next door, thought maybe. Your neighbor is that person who is your enemy, that person who wrongs you, that person who does the injustice, that person you can't stand is your neighbor. And God says to love them, not just, oh, I love them and I bless them, but to actually love them through action. Alrighty. God's just hijacked my sermon, so let me just see what he wants me to do. <laughs> Alrighty, we're going to do something different because we're just going to flow with what the Holy Spirit's doing. Um, and you might catch what I had to say tomorrow. Um, so I want us to all, I'm going to push you out of your comfort zones this morning. Don't roll your eyes at me, Simon. <laughs> um, I just, you know what Naomi shared about as going out on the street and ministering to people and actually really just waiting on the Holy Spirit to speak and, and really feeling prompted to you know, it's not like you get a neon light over somebody's head going, thus saith the Lord, go and pray for that person. It's like you just get an uh, unction, uh, unction to function, they used to call it. It's like a push. It's like that person over there. And it's just, it's just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit's direction. And it's not going to always be a big booming voice. It's going to be just a little nudge often. Oh, just that person over there needs, you know, and just to take that step. But if we don't practice that at all in, the, in a comfortable, safe space, it can be really hard. Naomi's done very well. She, God gave her a big push and she wanted to do something different and, and so she's gone out there, but she was with other people who taught her, yeah? But we need to get in the habit of listening to God and, and following those gentle nudges within us to go and, hey, are you okay? Can I pray for anything for you? Is there any, you know, and listening when, when he says they've got a pain in their back or this and that. And we see people like Todd White travel around and he prays for everything that moves practically. But he sees amazing miracles. He's seen blind eyes open, deaf ears pop open. He's seen people get out of wheelchairs. But he went up and down in the shopping centre practising. 
His wife stopped going shopping with him for a while because she was so embarrassed, you know. But it's like he was just, he had been through his whole life never hearing about a Jesus that loved him enough that he would come and touch his life. And so when he heard about but Jesus, you know, later in life, in his probably late 20s, early 30s, I think by then, he just was compelled by the love of God to go, I need to tell everybody. I need to show everybody. Because we can tell people, but unless we're going to show them. It's like the Good Samaritan, you know, those other guys, oh, well, yeah, probably need some help and keep walking. But yeah, love is action as well. Now, we've got to make sure that we keep a balance on that, that we're not running around, but that we're being led by the Holy Spirit. But I want us to practice this morning being able to just hear from God in a safe place. So everybody's in, yeah, because we love one another. And so there's no judgment in this room. It's just we're going to learn together. Now, some of us might be more experienced in hearing from God than others, but I believe that we are the, you know, we're, the Lord is our shepherd and we're a sheep. And it says in John 10 that the sheep hear the shepherd's voice. So we all hear from the Lord, whether it's a, 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 just a thought in our mind or a picture or a, or a nudge within us or, you know, it's a feeling. We all hear from God in different ways. But it's to learn to trust those nudges so that the world can know that Jesus loves them, that he loves us. Because people do not know. And it's like the guy who Naomi and, and her friend prayed for. He was blown away. And, you know, Jesus prayed more than once for people. Remember the man who was blind and he prayed once? And he said, do you see anything? He says, I see men walking around like trees. And he says, well, let's pray again. So if Jesus can pray twice, we can pray two, three, four, five times. When I was healed from the disease in my knees... I don't know how many times I was prayed for, but I was just like, I know God wants to fix these things. And so I just kept on going back for prayer until it broke. And so we can keep on praying for people. And so Naomi, how many times did you end up praying? Three, four? Three times. You know, and, it started, and the pain receded until eventually it was none. And he said, you've got to keep on getting out there and doing that. So what I want us to do is line up. So we're going to line that way and that way, two facing. Mum, you know what I'm up to and so do you, Lynn. So we're going to line up facing each other like this. So quick, jump up. I know this might push some of you, but it's okay. I love you, really. So find a partner, somebody you don't necessarily, you know, husbands and wives and partners can't be with each other. That's too easy. Or, or children or siblings. Uh, uh, siblings need to change. Move. Switch, Philip. You switch. Yep, good. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, who we got? All right. Have we got enough room? Lynn and Keith. Yep. We need to squeeze up. Squeeze up that way. Is there more room down there, Ivan? Right, good job. No, who are you with? Have we got one wrong, one missing? Yeah, you can go with Andy. Good. All right, so now we're right. Keith, look, in, look into each other's eyes. Say. I have yourself. We've got one missing. Oh, Jade, there we go, back again. 
<laughs> now, don't be intimidated, Jade, because actually the heat's on Philip, not you, okay? <laughs> I was standing there, and I, we were in a conference in Kalgoorlie, and we did this, and I got across, and I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, because everybody knows who you are, and I'm up talking, and I'm like, oh, Lord, give me something good to say, so don't worry, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he's all right. <laughs> all right, now what I want us to do is just, we're going to wait. And you're going to wait on the Lord for a word for Keith and a vice versa. We're all going to wait on, on one another. And we're going to wait on the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, just give me something, a word of encouragement or uh, um, something for the person opposite from me to encourage them today something you know and and don't second guess yourself this is a place where we learn and if you and don't overthink it you may have the thought just pop it you know because go with it it is yeah and we just got to follow learn to follow those promptings or that little thought or a picture or a sense that comes on you just trust it because when you ask the holy spirit he will speak but we've got to quiet our hearts and our minds first just come to him So we're going to do that right now. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you to teach us and to lead us and guide us this morning. We want to learn how to love one another so that we won't go into all the world and love the world and the people in it, Lord. So we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come, that you'd settle our hearts and minds. And we want to hear from you today, Lord. Was that good? Has anybody not done that before? Like had to wait on God for a word? Yeah? Was it scary? No? Was it all right? Did everybody get something? Yeah? Everybody got something? And did you get feedback from the person opposite you? Yeah? Were you, did, it, did it resonate with most people? Yeah? Yes? And that's how easy it is. Because... The Holy Spirit is within us and he will speak to us. All we've got to do is be listening. So when we're out, you know, with, with, our, with our partners, with our children, we can be listening like that. You know, it saves a lot of time and we really should do it more often rather than going, what the heck is wrong with them today? <laughs> you can actually just tune in to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, what's wrong? What's going on here? Because often what we see is not actually the issue, yeah? You know, and so... We, it's practice in your home, practice with one another, but then go to, into your workplace and just practice, you know. Go out onto the street. Naomi will go out, you know, she'll teach you how to do it. You know, we can, we can do that. Now, mum, she often, she has people come to her in the shopping centre or she's sitting down for a coffee. And what happens? You can tell. Uh, yeah, one particular I think Dale's referring to as uh, a friend and I went in South Perth for coffee and and we were just asking the Lord, is there anyone that you'd like us to pray for or share you with? And this dear old lady came over and I've, probably some of you have heard the story but she would have been easily in the 90s. I can't remember if she had a walker. I don't know, she didn't. And anyway, she's waving at us and um, she started to come. And I said, oh, come over. And, and she said, um, did you call my name? I, I thought I heard you call my name several times. And I couldn't see anyone that I knew. But then I thought, it's you, you know. And I said, 
oh, I think it might have been the Lord, you know. And then she started to share about um, how she was in the nursing home and she was lonely and she didn't have any family. But she knew Jesus and so um, she used to talk to him at night. But she didn't have anyone at the nursing home that she could talk to about Jesus and say, look, you know, I've been talking to Jesus and he's been loving me and it's lovely. So she was lonely as a Christian too. And um, so we had a coffee and she just told me all about that, you know, and it was just very simple really. But we were very blessed because we sort of thought, well, gosh, you know, if we hadn't been sitting there and the Lord had led us to that particular place and it all sort of fits in like a bit of a jigsaw, yeah, it's good. Um, just when Dale was talking about um, figuring out what's behind people's, um, what's going on that day sort of thing, um, the kids in my classroom, as you can understand, have a lot of stuff going on at home with their family life and sometimes they come in um, a complete mess or, you know, really easily angered or, or crying really easily and um, I'll say to God, what's going on here? And he'll tell me exactly what's happened that morning that's upset the kids or um, you know, their parents are fighting or something that's happened. Um, and you can understand the kids a whole lot more and, and how to... Um, and then God will give me a word for them and it um, completely changes their whole day. Um, but if you're new to this, kids are really easy to practice on, if that makes sense, because... Um, yeah, well, Ashton, it's good because, one, they're not as scary. <laughs> but, two, they ask a lot of really straight-out questions, which will prepare you for when adults do it and you're a bit nervous, but... Ashton will ask the strangest questions that I've never thought of before in my life but it prepares you for them because it's not as scary with the kids. It's good practice so that when an adult throws a random question at you or, um, or if you're scared because you're saying God said this to me and you're scared of what the reaction might be, kids will tell you straight. <laughs> and so it gives you good practice so that when um, it is an adult it's not as scary and you're a bit more prepared. That's right. So that's, that's how we love. That's one of the ways we love one another is just to wait on the Lord and be just really in tune with him. You know, that's what he wants, that we just be so in tune with him that we're more aware of what he's doing around us and we are of all the other stuff. Because really, it's pretty cool. I mean, a man got healed on just because they took the time to be in tune and say, Lord, show me which one to pray for. Yeah, he, and he felt the love of God probably for the first time in his life and went, wow. You know, and a lady that they said, where should we go for coffee today, Lord? And just been in tune to listen and he directed their steps. And, and then he did the rest. <laughs> he was calling her name, yeah. And it's like if we just listen up, listen, to, listen up, we'll be in tune with it'll, – it'll sort out a lot of things in our houses, Yeah been in tune with with what the Holy Spirit is wanting to show us about those we live with and work with, you know, because we can put out a whole lot of stuff that actually is just, you know, what's the word, facades, yeah? Yep. When I I see the, the difference that it makes in people's lives, I think, imagine if every Christian did this, how many people would experience God's love, but yet there's not many, so people aren't experiencing God's love that they could (laughs) that's right the harvest is ripe and uh, it's just the harvest is so uh let's practice 
you know, practice at home, practice, you know, with the, whoever's around you in the house and then practice out, yeah? But it wasn't hard this morning, was it? Yeah, were you blessed? Yeah, you were blessed to get a word that, oh, God spoke to me. And then you were blessed that he would take the time to talk to somebody else about even something just little, yeah, in your life. So uh, he's good and he wants everybody to know he's good, that the goodness of God leads to repentance. Picture of when I was in England with um, Justin Abraham, and and the Lord said to me, um, "Just go out on your own." You know they were doing certain things, so I went up to Justin and I said, "You know, felt a bit embarrassed. Is it all right if I just go out on my own?" Oh yeah, no worries, you know. So the Lord just led me along, and a lot of things happened that morning. But one that keeps coming to mind for us this morning is um, the Lord just led me to. To old people, now I've worked with a lot of old people for years and years, so I'm quite comfortable with that. And I think that's a bit of a key sometimes, you know, that God knows what we're comfortable with. Each person here is different. But for me, you know, to walk up to an old lady on a walk, it's just so easy for me because I've been doing it all my life. So that's what he did. And I just walked up and I thought, oh, hello, dear, you know, because I knew how to do it. And God knows that he, and he knows what each one can do. Some people are really good with kids and whatever, you know. The guys like Simon saying, I'm, we'll just hang out together and that's, you know, God works with our natural ability sometimes too, I think. But I didn't ever have one old person on a walker or an old man with a stick who didn't want prayer. I said, would you like me to pray? Oh, yes, dear, you know. And you'd see their little faces light up, you know. And you don't, you don't know what God's doing, you know. We'll, we'll know when we get to heaven, or perhaps we will, do you think? <laughs> That's right. You might just be surprised how open people are and, uh, you know, that they just say, please pray for me. I had that happen this week. You know, I was just talking and I said, can I pray for you? And they said, please, please do. And I said, I'm just going to keep on praying. And they went, yes, yes. You know, people, they're searching. So uh, let's step up and share the love and be the, be the light. Be the light in the world and practice at home. And practice those you know because that just gets easier and easier, doesn't Naomi? Yeah, it's easy. She's an old hand now. I've been out in the street and praying. <laughs> She's only been doing it since the start of the year. Is it the start of the year? A few months. Yeah. So let's pray together. And then we're going to send us all out to go and um, yeah, share the love. <coughs> Lord, we just um, thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us and for speaking and sharing with us this morning and just we're able to bless one another and uh, for opening portals of love over, over this city and nation, Lord. And we so need that love. And so we pray that you continue to pour it out amongst us. Lord, I thank you for each person in this room that you've brought us all together and it's such a privilege to do life with one another. And that we just want to honour you for that and, and protect that. Um, but, Father, we want that love to just spread across the whole of this land. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us to be sensitive, Holy Spirit, to you. That we would follow the nudgings in our heart. And when we get a thought or have a dream or see or sense something, Lord, that we would be brave enough to step out and not just discard it. Help us to... Let people know that you are interested in every part of their life and that you love them so much 
and that we would be your harvesters in this land, that this land would be turned to you. There would be sunshine on this land and this would be the happiest place on earth. We pray your blessing upon each one. We pray blessing upon the children. Father, those that aren't here today, we bless them. And surround about us with your love and care today. In Jesus' precious name. Amen.